After Moshe, the Ebed Hashem dies. And again in the second Pasuk it says, Hashem says to Yeshua, Moshe Avdi Mes. Moshe, my servant, has died. The description given for Moshe is this Ebed Hashem. This is the description given to him at the end of the Torah as well. There it says, Vayamash Shom Moshe Ebed Hashem. Moshe, the Ebed of Hashem, died. It's the highest form of praise. The Ben Yonah says that an Ebed is somebody who is totally and completely committed to doing what his master wants. The Ben Yonah says that if for the most part a person is willing to accept orders, but when it comes to a certain issue, a certain idea, a certain instruction, he's not willing to accept that. He's no longer an Evid. He's no longer an Evid because since he doesn't always accept what he's told to do, it shows that even the times where he does accept what he's told to do, it's because he chose to accept that. And in those times where he chooses not to accept, he doesn't. If that's the case, his acceptance isn't complete. And if his acceptance isn't complete, he's not an Evid. And therefore, the biggest praise Hashem can offer a person is that he's an Evid. An Evid in the sense that everything Hashem wanted him to do, he did. There was nothing which was not accepted. There was nothing which was found to be too difficult. There was nothing that a person tried to excuse not to be. And therefore we understand why at the end of his life, when Moshe, so to speak, completes his job, so Hashem can give him the very coveted title that is never the Shem. Both the Torah when he dies and now after his death when suffering to him as well. What's interesting is that Moshe is called an Evid way before that. Even before he died, Moshe was given this title. When Miriam and Aaron spoke to Shonhara about Moshe and Hashem punished them. And he says, Why would you afraid to speak about my avid Moshe? So it was not just in death that Moshe was given the posthumous title of being Avid Hashem. In his lifetime also, Hashem referred to him as Avdi. Why? Because normally Hashem doesn't refer to someone in their lifetime as an Avid. Because it's not for sure that they're, not, they're going to live up to their expectation. It's not for sure they're living on the level. Maybe they'll do things, maybe they'll act in a way which doesn't justify the title of Ebed Hashem. They aren't completely committed to accepting whatever Hashem wants them to do. But by Moshe, the same Pasuk says that Bechol Beisi Nehmanu out of anyone else in Hashem's home, so to speak, more than any other tzaddik, Moshe is reliable. He's Nehmon. And therefore, since Moshe is reliable, he's Nehmon, he's reliable, he's trusted. So therefore, Hashem says, I can call him Ebed already now. I can call him Ebed already now because I can trust that he'll live up to that expectation. He's been the Ebed so far, he'll continue to be the Ebed in the future too.
Hashem says, I can trust him and he won't let me down. And therefore, even in Moshe's lifetime, you can be given the title of Ebed. The truth, like we're going to see, at the end of his life, Yeshua is given this title as well. When it says the end of life, Yeshua, that Yeshua dies, it says there also, Vayom Hashem Yeshua Ebed Hashem. The standards Moshe set were very high. But Yeshua reaches it as well. He also gets to the Shlemus, to the level of perfection, where at the end of his career, Hashem can refer to him as being an Ebed Hashem, as someone who was totally committed to doing what Hashem wanted him to do. It's interesting that we don't put this part past ourselves. We ask to be that level as well. When we say in Brich Shmei, when we take out the Sefer Torah, we want the same level for ourselves also. I know Avdu the Kudsha Bricho. We say to ourselves, we also want to be a body of Hashem. For like we say to Hillel, like Tavir Melech asked, Honor Hashem Kani Avdecho. Please Hashem, because I'm your servant. We don't see it as being something which is Unique is the domain of Moshe Rabbeinu. But it's something we can ask for also. Okay, so that's one interpretation of what Moshe was called an Ebed. Someone who unfailingly did what Hashem wanted him to do. But there's another explanation as well. The first explanation of Ebed refers to how Match a person was always available to Hashem wanted. If we're going to explain it differently, it looks at the amount of time or the amount of times that a person obeyed the Ratzin of Hashem. But there's a second meaning in Ebed also. And that is, what was the motivation to do Ratzin Hashem? Which means, a person can think he's listening to what Hashem wants him to do. A person can feel that he's being makayim what Hashem expects. But what's the motivation? What's the reason? It could be a negative motivation. He wants to be rewarded. In whatever sense of reward it's going to be. It could be to, not be, to avoid being punished. There could be other motivations as well. But the idea is that a person has an agenda, a reason why he wants to do what Hashem wants him to do. And even if he does it unfailingly, but it could be he's doing it because there's something he wants out of it. He'll always obey Hashem because there's always a threat of punishment if he doesn't. He'll always obey Hashem because there's some reward that he's always looking to get. And therefore, the, such a person might be an Ebed in the sense that he always accepts orders. He always obeys Hashem's instruction, but he's not an Ebed in the sense of the motivation of why he's doing. And this is the second point. An Ebed is someone who does on, for the benefit of the Master. He doesn't have his own agenda. He doesn't have his own reason why he's doing what he's going to gain from it. Because a real event has nothing to gain. 
he belongs to the owner, he has no independent ownership separate from the owner. And therefore what he's doing is only on behalf of the owner. And that's the second man of an Evet. And therefore we understand when Hashem talks about Moshe as being the Evet Hashem, Hashem talks about Moshe as having no other agenda. The only reason to obey Hashem was because it will increase Kavach in the world. Says the Malbim that this is the reason why that's the way Moses referred to over here. Hereafter is that when Hashem is continuing, so to speak, the leadership of Christ shall three years sure. Moshe is no longer. Says the Malbim, the reason why over here is called Ever Hashem is exactly this point. Because if somebody had a career, if somebody had a plan for themselves in life, what they were trying to achieve, then when they die, whatever that motivation was is no longer. But if somebody's point in life was as an Ever Hashem, then what he was trying to do was promote Kvot Shemayim, then the ideal outlives the person. And if there's going to be a continuation of Kvot Shemayim after that person dies, then that's really a continuation of that, that, that person's life work. What he did, when he lived, was to build Kvot Shemayim, and it continues, even if he's not been the one to continue it. But what he was trying to develop lives on. And therefore what Hashem is telling Yeshua, Moshe Avdi Mes. It's true Moshe died, but it's Avdi. Everything Moshe did for Klai Yisrael was for the benefits of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kvot Shemayim. And therefore what continues to happen, the Klai will come into Israel. They'll defeat the nations of Canaan. They'll take possession of the land. This was all the goal Moshe Rabbeinu wanted. And therefore, even though Moshe is dead, but since Moshe was an Evid, then this is a fulfillment of Moshe's dream. It's not that because Moshe is no longer, so that what Moshe was trying to achieve is no longer. Moshe's motivation was Kvot Shemayim. And that lives on. And even more than that, it lives on as a source of schus for Moshe. He laid the seeds, so to speak. He paved the way. And what continues as a result of that and brings to the goal that Moshe Rabbeinu himself was trying to reach is a continuation of the reward that Moshe gets for the project he began. And therefore Hashem tells Yeshua, Moshe Avdi Mesa. Moshe died, Whereas he was Abdi. And as an Evet of Hashem, since his motivation was to bring to the point Hashem wanted him to come to, the Shlemus Hashem wanted Klai Yisrael to achieve, so everything Yeshua is doing is really a source of schus to Moshe also. This was the fulfillment of the project that Moshe began. What started when Moshe came to take the way of Mitzrayim ends when Yeshua brings him safely to Eretz Yisrael. And this, even though it's true that Gemara says that the mitzvah is called after the person who completed it, 
But that doesn't mean that the person who began it and set it up to reach a completion isn't a major part of the of this higher as well. Because Moshe was never the Shem, so whatever was done further, to further the goals, to reach the point that Moshe wanted Klai to reach, is really a hemshech, a continuation of the schos of Moshe Rabbeinu. You sure the same? As much as his motivation was what Hashem wanted it to be, the Klai Shol to achieve what Hashem wants him to achieve, and it's Yeshua, even though Yeshua dies, because he was never the Hashem, his career doesn't end there. What happens afterwards to continue and bring Klaishol to the state of Shlemus is a continuation of the life of Yeshua as well. And that's an introduction to Yeshua's mission. To finish, to complete the process, the Mahalak which Moshe Rabbeinu began. And as we're going to see, is the continuation of Sefer Yeshua. Moshe began the process of the Geulah of Yisrael, of the redemption of Klai Yisrael, and Yeshua is going to complete it. And that's why the Gemara says, we mentioned yesterday, that had Klai Yisrael not sinned, this is the way the Torah would have ended. It would have been the Torah of Moshe and Sefer Yeshua. That would have brought to the Shleimus what was meant to be. Hashem originally promised them, when He took them out of Mitzrayim, I'll bring them to the land of Eretz Yisrael. That's what we're going to learn about in Sefer Yeshua.